Owned by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is The Good News Show. And good afternoon. You're listening to The Good News Show. And Merry Christmas. It is still the Christmas season. We had a Christmas Eve and Christmas Day last week, but Christmas season goes on until at least January 6th, although some will argue even into uh, early February. So please make use of the Christmas greeting for many more days to come. I'm Cecil Anderson. I'm joined by Diane Xavier today. Uh, as you may notice, again, not Dave. Dave is still out of, on vacation. vacation. <laughs> on vacation. He's enjoying his Christmas vacation. I've seen some pictures. I think they went to a place that had like fake snow the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Saying, and they was, walked on the trail. I'm not sure where. Yes. But. <laughs> Having a lot of fun with his kids, which yes. is great at this time of the year. So, yeah, it's another uh, kind of lady run show today. Diane is producing for mm-hmm. me today which I am so thankful for and um, I'll be hosting we have a great guest coming up later on in the hour and we're also going to be talking about because after a really really long year it seems like it's been decades but 2020 is coming to an end Diane I know thank goodness (laughs) I know so I kind of wanted to talk about um, towards the end of the show we'll talk a little bit I think about New Year's resolutions even though in the Catholic Church you know our New Year's technically starts with uh, the beginning of Advent so it's a little bit different but we're close Mm -hmm. Um, talk about what things as Catholics maybe we want to do Catholic New Year's resolutions I found a list that Mm. I want to go through and you and I can discuss them Diane and I would Mm -hmm. love if people wanted to join that conversation Conversation. I also posted in our local um, GRNDFW Facebook group, if you haven't joined that before, it's facebook.com, and then you go into your Facebook search bar and you type in GRNDFW and join our group. I posted a, a little post there asking, what are some of your New Year's resolutions for 2021? And I would love to hear from them. And maybe even though, again, it has been a really, really rough year, I know, for a lot of people with the pandemic, with politics, with riots, it's been a rough year. And uh I still think that even in all that, there's been, you know, signs of God. And I think we can talk about those. I think that'd be a interesting discussion. So the last 15, 20 minutes or so, we'll talk about that. Um, and before that, we have a lovely guest in studio um, from the Christ Child Society. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, you're going to learn very soon. They're a wonderful group that does a lot of beautiful things in our community, in the DFW Metroplex. So um, we're excited to talk to Pam Sheridan from that in just a few minutes. Um, but before that, Merry Christmas, Diane. Did Merry you have a Christmas, good Christmas, <laughs> I had a good Christmas. How about you? I did, too. It was pretty relaxing. Um, you know, I mean, I always feel like the last few days leading up to Christmas are a little bit chaotic because I always have forgotten something until the last I week. know. Everybody's <laughs> at the stores and it's <laughs> right. like the lines are long. I was Even the banks are long. Oh, really? Yeah, the oh lines gosh, at the I'm banks. I didn't try that before yeah. <laughs> Christmas Day. I usually, we have a lot of traditions in my family. We traditionally open presents on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. and that's a little bit not unusual, but uh, not usual, especially in America. I think it's a little more common in other countries. I think it came from my mom's side of the family. Um, of we open all of our gifts to each other as family on Christmas Eve, and we do a special little thing where we make this 
rice pudding that's Norwegian. That's where oh, part wow. of my heritage is from. And everyone has it. It has bits of almond and rice in it. And then we split it up and everyone gets a cup. And one whole almond has been put inside of one of the rice pudding cups. Mm -hmm. And whoever gets the whole almond gets to pass out all the presents. So it is a prize that is sought after. So who got to pass out the presents? My brother does. He has a tendency of (laughs) getting it. This year it was random, I will say. My dad did it randomly. But um, in the past, we did find out as we got older that my mother had been planting it to make it fair for all the kids every oh, year. Wow. So it was on a rotation, and I was very disappointed to learn that that happened, <laughs> and I didn't win rightly Aww. all those years. But um, And then we had um, a nice Christmas mo- relaxing Christmas morning where we open, where we just do stockings and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and then went to my friend's house for uh, some delicious enchiladas. And oh. I attempted to make flan. Are you familiar with flan? Yes, dining? I am. We used to have a volunteer here. Elizabeth Reyes, who's now teaches in DISD, she used to bring flan for the Spanish radiothons. It was so delicious. Oh my gosh. I respect everyone who can make a flan perfectly the first time because I certainly did not. <laughs> I had so many troubles. It is, on one hand, the simplest recipe in ingredients. It's mm-hmm. very simple, but in execution, it is not. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I spent Christmas Eve morning making three different flans and the first one turned into a cheesecake so oh. we're not going to talk about that <laughs> but it was all's well that ends well it's the christmas season how could you be upset about it yeah um so one thing a couple things i want to talk about things going on in the station diane as we're going into this next year can you believe our car raffle starting i know so it's, soon yes it's just like we just had it yesterday it seemed like and now it's back and you know, we're going to be very busy the next two months. Oh, we really are. We generally, um, our Dallas uh, and the Dallas-Fort Worth station here, we tend to go to, oh my goodness, what, like 40, 50 parishes yes. in that two-month span? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot, and it's a lot done by our wonderful volunteers. So um, we'll probably be starting that. Now, of course, with COVID, we can only do so much. We probably won't be going to as many parishes, so we're going to have to be a little more creative with how we sell our raffle tickets. Yeah, but we still want to be successful Oh, exactly. Absolutely. We still... Uh, this Catholic radio station still, just like with every other business, we obviously, and every other group and organization, it was a rough year. Mm-hmm. It always is a rough year because um, we're a nonprofit. So this car raffle really helps us, especially right after Christmas. Everyone, it just, everything tends to die down. Do you notice that? Yes. <laughs> you know, That's stores, when nonprofits struggle the they most. They struggle a uh, lot. Right beginning of the new year and summertime. And that's why we do this car raffle every year. And so we're going to be kicking it off, I think, the first week of January. So it's coming up very soon soon but if you're interested in getting some tickets you you know start emailing us uh we might be coming to your parish help us if you want to help i think dave wants to encourage people to sell them to their friends so if you want to get like 10 tickets and sell them out to your friends that would be awesome you can email us at kath at grnonline.com um and we will definitely help you with that so we're looking forward to it i I still can't remember if we've announced what car we're doing but but i think it's on our website oh is it let let me check that double check that before we announce <laughs> I it don't, on air. I do not want it to be that it came from... <laughs> oh, wait, it is. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yes, okay, I can announce it. It's the 2021 Mercedes-Benz GLA 25. I have no idea what those last numbers at the end yeah. mean, but it's basically kind of a compact SUV. Mm-hmm. It's got it's a four door and it looks very snazzy. Very nice. <laughs> I am not a technical car person, so I describe things like snazzy and fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it looks fabulous, so I'm yeah. excited. Um, so that'll be a cool. I don't think we've ever done a Mercedes before, no, we so haven't. this is really cool. We've always done like convertibles, mm-hmm. and-, and so this one's like still a really really nice car, but it's more practical for families. Yes. So I think it'll be very very popular. 
popular. Also, um, we have, as you probably, if you listen to the station a lot, know that we used to do GRN Alive on Fridays. Um, Diane and I and Dave and Dr. Malloy and Alex Trevino used to do that. Um, and he, uh, um, and he, we, that show just ended a few uh, weeks ago. And so now we are going to be starting a new show called Back to the Father, which is all about um, St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa, which Diane and I could both claim, I think, that we know very little about. But we have a resident, a resident expert on, I'm going to call him an expert. He may not like me calling him an expert, <laughs> Dave Palmer. He loves the Summa and he's going to be teaching it on the air. But I get to be his student. And yeah, so you better pay attention. <laughs> I better pay attention, and there better not be quizzes. <laughs> but because of this, we are we're wanting to be on both Facebook and Twitter and YouTube live streaming that way, so people can watch us. Because they will also have some powerpoints and things, and it's going to be a very interactive show. We also are going to be on the air across the whole network starting Friday, January eighth at two p.m. And we kind of are looking for maybe some help for some of our live shows upcoming from a volunteer intern. So we're looking at like high school, college students. If you are one of those people listening right now and you may be interested in getting some radio experience or getting some experience working, you know, get something to put on your resume because that's how I started out here with something to put on my resume. Um, we would love it if you reach out to us at keth at grnonline.com. And this is a great experience. It we're is a great in a experience. top five market and to get your hands-on experience. Oh, absolutely. Because most interns don't get hands-on experience in a market and like And we this. don't require you to have experience beforehand. Yeah. So you, you'd be, whatever you end up doing would be, help you with, obviously. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty good, good deal. So particularly on Friday, uh, Mondays and Fridays is when we would need that help for a couple of hours. So if you're interested, please reach out to us at kath at grnonline.com. Or if you know somebody you think would be interested, go ahead and let them know about it. Um, so that'll be very exciting. Yes. Yeah, so, so, and I just want to say, I don't know if we've announced this on the air, but uh, you know, 2020 has been a rough year. And recently, the Guadalupe Radio Network lost a beloved family member yes. due to COVID, Armando Sanchez, our West Texas general manager. And we just ask that our listeners pray for the repose of his soul mm. and for his family. Um, but he was a beloved West Texas manager, always inspiring. Very. I mean, he just came on in August, I believe. Yes. And he, I mean, he, he had made a big impact, big impact, had huge testimonies, especially during the Sherathon. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Diane. Yes. Armando, unfortunately, passed away right before Christmas from um, after a pretty long battle with COVID. So please keep his entire family in your prayers and his soul like Diane said, um, he will be dearly missed, but I know he was so on fire for his faith. Mm -hmm. So we know that if he's not already, he's going to be a saint soon. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, just a reminder that this is the Good News Show here on KTH 910AM, hosted by me, Cecil Anderson, along with Diane Xavier. And we're going to move into our first segment where we have the... Um, a wonderful guest from the Christ Child Society. Um, the Christ Child Society is a group that, well, I probably shouldn't, you know what, I'm going to let Pam introduce it. <laughs> I'm going to introduce Pam and I'm going to let her tell exactly because they do so much. I don't want to get anything wrong. Although if I probably added something in there, they probably are doing it anyway. That's probably right. <laughs> so I would like to introduce to you Pam Sheridan, who is the Vice President of Fundraising for the DFW Chapter of the Christ Child Society. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. 
appreciate it. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the organization and how it originally started. There was a young lady who had a very big heart, and her goal was to help children who came from low-income families. Her main goal was to keep literacy in the forefront, but also to help them with basic needs. Um, she gathered a group of her friends, and they helped her to reach her goal. And finally, at the age of 21, in 1887, she established the first National Christ Child Society in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. She devoted the next 68 years of her life until she died, doing exactly what she wanted to do, which was to help children and serve their needs. The interesting part and about the her uh, journey was that at a very young age in her teens, she fell out of a tree and became paralyzed and was confined to a wheelchair. Oh my gosh. And then at the age of 19, her parents died and left her with the responsibility of raising six of her siblings. So in light of all this, she was still able to devote her time and grow her National Trice Child Society, which was just amazing. Um, how we became involved in it here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is our current president, Patricia Gonzalez, and her mom, Jerry Jackson, had relocated to Texas from Pasadena, California. While they lived in Pasadena, they were part of the Christ Child Society of Pasadena. So when they moved here, they became members of St. Philip's Catholic Church in Louisville, and we had the St. Philip's Women's Club. And one evening... In April of 2018, Jerry made a presentation to the Women's Club to tell them about the Christ Child and to let them know that if they were interested in joining, they were in the process of trying to establish a chapter here in the Dallas-Fort mm. Worth area. I was there. I remember that. Okay. I remember that talk. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah, she, she did a great job. Great job. Really yes. sold it, I think. Uh-huh. Definitely. And so what she did was she invited whoever was interested to Patricia's house, um, and that was, oh, I guess it was probably in the first week of April. Believe it or not, we had 19 women who showed up for wow. that initial meeting. And out of those 19 women, 12 women actually joined our Christ Child Society. So Patricia made a presentation at that meeting, and after the presentation, she asked if there were ladies that wanted to join, and also, were there any ladies that would like to volunteer for the positions of vice president, treasurer, and secretary? And (laughs) I became involved with it. Not only was I intrigued with all that Christ Child represented, but I wanted to be really close to it and Mm -hmm. help Tricia move forward in, in establishing it. So that's when we, um, as a, as the vice president of the Christ Child Society of DFW, that's how I initially became involved in it. Just came to a meeting and got volunteered <laughs> to be the uh, vice president. That's a pretty big upgrade really quickly after it just was. finding out about it. Well, I told Patricia right up front, I said, I'm not sure exactly what is expected <laughs> of me, but I'm sure you'll keep me posted exactly. and let me know. <laughs> and then they made you go on the radio yes. and everything <laughs> just a that's couple right. years later. That is amazing. That's exactly right. So the Christ Child Society, they serve. The main mission is serving children, particularly right and it families. Is. So, what are kind of the main things that you all do in this area? The things that well, 
in 2018, when we first started, we had our first large event that we had was a baby shower in October. And the idea of the baby shower was to have women come to the baby shower and bring items that we could put in a layout bag. Our layout bags are basically a baby shower in a bag. Mm-hmm. Anything that a woman would need for a newborn child. So that was our first event. Um, aside from that, we are also doing what they call donuts and coffee. And um, because we are affiliated with um, St. Saint Philip's Church, mm-hmm. they allowed us to use their community center to hold our Sunday donuts and coffee. And um, we also had happy hour for people that went to the later masses on um, on Saturday morning. So that was our first thing. Then in 2019, we not only had another baby shower, but we also had a fiesta. And we had nearly a 100 people mm-hmm. who came to that fiesta. Now, the baby shower supports our layette program. Right. And we provide layettes to PD Place in Louisville, which is a medical facility for families who have either no insurance or on Medicaid. Gotcha. The Fiesta, our goal there was to uh, provide bilingual books to Central Elementary. And as I said, that was a great hit. Um, some of the ways that we raised money was not only from the ticket sales, but also we had a live auction and a silent auction. Mm. And so we raised enough money to um, meet our goal there. Um, in 2020, we were going to have another fiesta. Right. Well, we had a different kind of, yes. more like a giant siesta. Yeah, siesta is right. Um, and that, our goal for 2020 fiesta was going to be um, to provide P- uh, Kyle's Place, which is mm, a I've facility that, yeah. in Louisville that houses 14 homeless teenagers. And we were going to provide them with their basic needs, which included sheets and, and pots and pans and things of that nature. Um, unfortunately, we did have to cancel that. But because of our commitment to Kyle Place, we did go ahead and purchase 14 sets of sheets, 14 sets of towels, pots, pans. Wow. Um, Toilet tissue, paper towels, disinfectant wipes, dish detergent, you know, laundry detergent and that sort of thing. So we did follow through with that. Um, we did have a baby shower scheduled for October. We have postponed that and we're going to, we have rescheduled it for this year, 2021 on February the 6th. And we're going to have that again in the, uh, St. Phillips Community Center. Um, we are limited on the amount of people that we can have. I think right. we can have 40 people, but for those folks who can't attend in person, we can do a Zoom or they can even donate, uh, items for our layout bags online. Okay. So the things that we were able to accomplish this year, um, oh my goodness, there was such a need this year. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my goodness. We were still able to provide the layouts to PD Place. Uh, PD Place told us, too, that they had families that were coming there with children who were hungry mm-hmm. because they had lost jobs and things of that nature. So we got involved in providing snack packs to them. Um, we also partnered with uh um, community Center, or what they call CCA, Christian Community Action League. And we provided, um, we partnered with them, I'm sorry, 
to provide Kids Eat Free during the summer. Mm -hmm. And what we would do is we would go to CCA uh, facility in Louisville. We would pick up snack bags from them, and then we would go to either the apartment complexes or to trailer parks or whatever, and we, the Christ Child, would bring snacks for the um, for the children and we would bring books we would bring games we would bring coloring books and Aww. things like that so that the kids could come out of their apartments or their homes have a little snack and then they we could read to them if they wanted to or they could take that book back to their apartment and they could also play games or color or whatever just so that they were not only were they getting something to eat but they were having an activity mm. that they could participate in instead of staying in their apartments Absolutely. all day long while their parents were working. And that's basically been all this year too, exactly. unfortunately. So that's it's founded in 2018 and it is, it's a chapter for the whole DFW Metroplex. Is it, is it affiliated with any of the diocese or it's just mostly, obviously a lot of the members come from St. Philip the Apostle and Father McDaniel is your spiritual advisor. Correct. Um, but how does that work? And how, are you independent? How we does- are. We are, we are associated with St. Philip's, but we are, are, um, we are, we are a non-denominational facility and organization and we have our own tax exempt ID or, you know, our, um, 5013C. Mm-hmm. So we, um, invite people from any parishes to join us since we are Mm non-denominational and we are hoping that we can um, uh, venture out and um, obtain uh, members from other uh, organizations, from other churches and that sort of thing. So yes, anybody from any uh, parish church is welcome to join. Um, The other things that we have um, done in 2020 even with our limitations, was we provided hygiene kits, mm. and we did that. Um, we provided the kits to both Louisville High School and also to families from Central Elementary School, and those hygiene kits included, you know, um, uh, uh, lipstick, uh, no, I'm sorry, excuse me, toothpaste, toothbrushes, laundry detergent, um, combs, brushes, um, disinfectants, and anything else that they might, you know, have a need for. Um, We also participated from March, April, and May with love packs. We not only collected items for the love packs, but we coordinated the um, distribution of them as well. And love packs included all kinds of food items that families who had lost their jobs or were on hard times might be able to Mm. make use of. Um, the other thing is, from the time that we started Christ Child, we were tutoring children who were reading at be below their, their grade level. And we had women that would go to Central Elementary and spend a half an hour to an hour at a certain time each week to read with these children, not only to help them to understand what they were reading, but to explain to them what different words meant. Because a lot of these children came from families that perhaps only spoke, you know, a certain mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. So they were having some difficulties there. This year, of course, we couldn't go <laughs> to the schools. That wasn't possible, right. <laughs> so what we did instead was we uh, do it via Zoom. Mm. So many of the ladies are still performing their tutoring du- wow. you know, um, duties, but we're doing it via Zoom. Wow, that's incredible. I just want to remind everybody that I'm talking to Pam Sheridan, who is the Vice President of Fundraising. Is that the formal title, right? Vice President, uh, Which is a group that 
that gives out back to um, particularly children and families. They folk, they do um, layettes that are for moms and babies and provides diapers and all sorts of things for them, as well as doing some help with uh, reading and literacy in the community. And also, I want to ask how you all uh, managed to get involved a little bit with In My Shoes in Dallas, the home for pregnant women. There is a little sign there that says Christ Child Society. Yeah, we uh, we supported them as well. They have a function every year as well. This year, their function was, was, was <laughs> yeah. canceled. Like everything else, yes. but last year we had a group of women who went to their their big yearly function, and we support them as well um, in with monies and, and things of that nature, whatever they might need. Mm. Um, I was going to say, in in addition to that, we have. Um, um, Say I want. There was something I wanted to mention. Oh, the one thing I did want to mention, going back to Mary Virginia Merritt, because she was such a wonderful person, and because she accomplished so much in her lifetime, she was actually recognized by the diocese of Washington D.C., and they opened a case to canonize her as a saint and that case was opened in 2011 so just to show people what a marvelous person she was and what she has accomplished Mm -hmm. um, the organization still currently has 45 chapters and more than five fifty five hundred members so that's quite a quite a deal Um, we are fortunate in that national christ child society provides us with all kinds of information and they also provide us with other ways in which we could um, do fundraising especially in these difficult times Mm -hmm. Um, because right now the only way we've been able to fundraise um, is um, um, this year anyway is to have grab and go Mm -hmm. where we provide baked goods at church we've also had bake sales at church and been very successful because our parishioners are extremely generous Mm -hmm. yeah so st phillips is a very very generous church and it's it kind of makes sense that this uh group got kind of started by members of St. Philip's uh, and it's it's really incredible to me. I've been to several of the Christ Child events like the Fiesta was very fun. I think I won some my friend won something from the silent auction. So it's always like they are really well put together events, really well organized, you know, bake sales and you know, sometimes a group like this will come together and, you know, 18 women will start with it and it might fizzle out, but I feel like it's grown yes. exponentially. So how many members do you all have now? Well, we originally started with 12 members and we are now at 52 members. Wow, that's only in two years. I, that is only in two and a half years. So we are very proud of that. And the women that we have, I mean, they are so generous with their time. And um, the bake sales that we have are just incredible. And in addition to having the bake sales, what we did this year, too, at one point, was we had baked goods that were donated by all our members, but we didn't sell them. We just gave them out to our parishioners to say thank you so much for supporting our bake sales and for your generosity, because they really have done an outstanding job in supporting us. Mm. Absolutely. Right. Um, if you want to learn more about the Christ Child Society, I'm talking to Pam Sheridan. Um, Sheridan, excuse me. I added a T in there that didn't belong. <laughs> um, you can go to the local website, which is Christ Child Society DFW dot org. Did I get that right? You did. <laughs> I, was, I was doing that from memory, so I was hoping so. And you can find out more about that if you want to know more about the national um, level of it. Um, it's the nationalchristchild.org. And I really like this one quote that they have on that website, which is uh, from 
Mary Virginia Merrick, who is the woman who started this, who was paralyzed yes. <laughs> when and very young when she started this in the late 1800s and said, when I read, she wrapped him in swaddling clothes. I longed to do the same. And he himself taught me that I might still do so in the person of his poor and had a great desire and a great desire was born within me to go out and find the poor that I might find him, which is so beautiful. It is. It mm-hmm. really is. She she was an outstanding and an extremely wonderful woman. And how she managed all that with the challenges that she faced was pretty pretty incredible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It really was. Um and Oh, go ahead. oh, no, I was going to say, too, the other task that we took on this year, which was which was another new event for us, was the Giving Tree at Church. Oh, yes. Right. And in the past, they called it the Giving Garland, and they would give out name tags from from uh, from CCA, from Salvation Army, from PD Place, from church, for, for widows and widowers, and anybody else in need. And... Um, this year, of course, we had to do it outside, so right. we set up tables out in the out in the garden area of St. Philip's, and we were thrilled by the fact that we were able to give out two thousand tags, and it, once again, um, the parishioners and the members of Christ Child were so generous in returning gifts, so that we could take care of all those organizations, mm-hmm. and that that was a new record for the church in giving out that many tags. Yeah. That, yeah. that is amazing. I didn't realize it was, it was 2000. I saw him out there and grabbed a few, and you're tags. like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's crazy. So I noticed, yeah, it seems like this year that you all, because you weren't able to maybe do as many things as you used to do in the last year because of COVID and stuff like that, you've really been supporting the parish and all of our existing missions, which has been really wonderful. I got to ask, though, for people wanting to get uh, involved, is it strictly for a certain age group? Is it for a... I, you know, is it only women that do it, or how, what is what are the requirements for becoming a member? There, is, there is no requirement. Okay. If you would like to become a member of the Christ Child Society of Dallas Fort Worth, we are open to any and all folks, um, and even men are welcome. We have a chapter, I believe it's out of Massachusetts, that it was established and run by a gentleman, mm. and we met him a couple of years ago when we went um, to our National Christ Child uh, Convention. Unfortunately, Fortunately, they had to cancel it again this year, <laughs> but they did do it via Zoom. Oh, uh, and he is he is going um, headstrong awesome. with, with his with his chapter as well. So we invite men and women and all ages. I would say probably from eighteen up, but we have we have women of all ages in our Christ Child Society. And you know, even though we're in a situation where some members aren't able to participate in person, they um, are participating by providing baked goods for our mm. for our sales, um, or they're um, helping out with gifts and things of that nature. That's awesome. And yes. so the best way for them to get involved is it to email um, at ccsdfwinfo at gmail.com. Correct. All right. That's ccsdfwinfo at gmail.com if you're interested in joining. What would you say for the average volunteer? Obviously, you kind of have a uh, you have a position in the uh, group, but what is the average time commitment you say on a monthly basis? Um, I would say in probably around we would like it if they could promote four hours a, a month. Um, and some people can do more, some mm-hmm. people can do less. And of course, you know, with the situation that we're in right now, um, 
that may be maybe less for for the time being. But if you can commit four hours, and that can be anything, that can be uh, putting together lay the layout bags at PD Place because our layout bags include you know diapers and wipes and things of that nature. So we have an inventory of what we have. We have a uh, listing of what what we need, and so people, mem- many of our members will help by going shopping to purchase the items for that. So they can you know they can do things of that nature where they're not in a group setting if Absolutely. if right now they're not comfortable with that and the same thing with the snack packs and the hygiene bags um they can help purchase the items you know if if that's what they'd like to do awesome mm-hmm. so to find out you can email them at um oop i lost your email there it is ccsdfwinfo at gmail.com or you can always visit their website christchildsocietydfw.org just want to remind everybody that this is the good news show with Cecil Anderson and I'm joined by the vice president of fundraising for the Christ Child Society DFW chapter Pamela Sheridan and she has been here talking all about what they do they do a lot of really cool things including um, talking to different um, they they work with the local schools and help kids with or below their reading level and two them. They've been doing that virtually through the pandemic. They've only been around two years, but they've gotten a lot, two and a half years, <laughs> gotten a lot done. Um, and they also provide layouts to um, a local um, clinic for um, mothers and their families. So um, obviously 2020 kind of threw a lot of things. You all did a lot of things differently, I think, than you intended. Are there upcoming, as you guys continue to grow, what other things are you wanting to, uh, ministries are you hoping to open? Well, um, one of the things we were going to do this past summer was we were going to go to Lake Dallas Library mm. because there are a lot of children that go there during the summertime, not only because they have something to do and they can read and what have you, but also a lot of them go there for the air conditioning, believe it or not. Oh, sure. So we were comp- going to provide a group of women to go to the uh, Lake Dallas Library and help the children. And of course, that had to be canceled. The other thing is there's a, a high school over in Fort Worth that really needed some help with uh, tutoring and also mentoring some of the um, young people there, um, mostly teenagers. And so that was one of our goals this year. And again, that had to be that had to be uh, canceled as well. Um, we are always looking and asking. Where is the need? If you know of an organization, a group, an agency, a school that needs help, um, please let us know. We are always looking to help them, whether it be tutoring or even just providing them with the basic needs you know their basic needs mm-hmm, absolutely and if they if if um, people are interested they can go out to our website we also have a facebook page and on our website we have information about who we are what we have accomplished what we're currently involved in we also have pictures showing the preparation of the uh, layouts the snack bags the hygiene bags the love packs and things of that nature so that'll give them a little bit of information about who and what we are and then they can send us an email if they're interested or if they have other questions that they would like to ask Mm, awesome and for people who maybe don't have the time to volunteer but they still want to support you all monetarily is there a way to do that on the website as well there is there's a button on the website that allows you not only to donate if you want but there's a volunteer uh, button as well awesome so if you'd like to volunteer that way as 
Awesome. And you all, the next event that you all can have, although it's with a very small number of people, is a baby shower. Is that right. correct? In we February? Next, yes, we have the February uh, baby shower schedule. That will be February the 6th. Um, and then we do tentatively have a fiesta scheduled for May 2nd of this okay. year. We're hoping that we're going to be able to um, carry that out. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we may be able to have it, but maybe with just a limit, limited audience. So um, those are the big, bigger, those are our two biggest events and then in between there we will have bake sales at uh, church to try to raise money so that we could purchase the items that we put in the snack packs and the layout bags and things of that nature awesome so keep those two dates on your calendars if you want to maybe that be your introduction to the christ child society you want to see them in action and see what they do um it's february 6th and tentatively may 2nd yes, depending on right. <laughs> what the world decides to do until that's all in god's hands we'll see what happens um but if anything that's interested you in this uh, during this program that we've been talking about with the Christ Child Society, please do reach out to them. Check out their website, ChristChildSocietyDFW.org, um, and see if that's maybe something that God's calling you to do. Um, I was mentioning earlier that the second half of our show, we're going to be talking about um, New Year's resolutions. Um, do you do New Year's resolutions, Pam? Do I do New Year's <laughs> resolutions? My, I guess my New Year's resolution is to continue to help not only the Christ child, but any place else that I, that might have a need mm. and to, um, spend more time with my family when we get past the COVID. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, um, I'm looking forward to the uh, birth of my first granddaughter in oh, April. That's exciting. So, yep. Congratulations. All of that is on my, my, to do, <laughs> my to do list and my thankfulness ah, for 2021. Absolutely. That's true. Um, so well, that's awesome. So if you're listening and you're thinking about your news resolutions, maybe it is to join the Christ Child Society and be the 57th member, right? the 57th <laughs> member of the Christ Child Society. Um, they are affiliated with St. Philip the Apostle. They're independent, but they do a lot of their events there. Uh, Father McDaniel um, is their spiritual uh, advisor. He's been that the whole time. He has. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, and he is very supportive. Yes, we are very grateful to have Father um, McDaniel. Awesome. Um, so that's, I think that's about it, unless there's anything that I forgot to mention. Did we cover all of our bases? I think we have just about covered everything. Perfect. Yes, awesome. We, we well, Merry Christmas, thank and thank you. you so much for coming in. I hope you had a good Christmas. I did. I had a wonderful Christmas. Thank you, and a Happy New Year to yes, you and your staff. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Uh, we've been talking to Pam Sheridan, the Vice President of Fundraising of the Christ Child Society of DFW. Check out their website, um, ChristChildSocietyDFW.org, if you want to, are interested in volunteering want to know about upcoming events, stay in uh, contact with them. They also have a Facebook page or if you would like to donate to them in any way. They do a lot in the community all across the DFW Metroplex. Um, So also keep them in your prayers because they are doing a lot of good work. Thank you so much, Pam, for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It was great. Of course. This is the Good News Show with Cecil Anderson and we're going to be going to a quick break and afterwards Diane and I are going to be talking about New Year's resolutions, particularly maybe some Catholic New Year's resolutions and also um, kind of maybe talk about some of the highlights from the past year, even though it's been a really rough year for a lot of people. Um, if you want to call in and talk about some of your New Year's resolutions or highlights from the past year, you can call in at 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. 
Hello, this is Steve Gleason. I look forward to talking with you again on my show called Catholic Questions Live. Your non-Catholic friends probably have some questions about the Church. I want to answer those questions. And to you, my Catholic listeners, let's keep developing clear, succinct, and accurate answers to defend all the great truths of Christ's Church. Having been an evangelical pastor for years, I understand the usual questions that come up. Amazingly, and by the providence of the Lord, it was through this radio station that I came back to the Catholic Church in which I was wonderfully raised. Hi, this is Bob Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910AM. My wife, Norma, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. The Diocese of Dallas will continue to broadcast the celebration of the Holy Mass on Sundays for those who are not able to participate in person at their parish. The Mass is now being broadcast in English at 11 a.m. with a repeat at 12 noon on Channel 27 and each Sunday at 8 a.m. in Spanish on Univision Channel 23. For updates on the broadcast of the Mass and other news and information from the Dallas Diocese, please visit cathedal.org. Are you wondering what to do with the house and need to talk with someone who can explain your options? My name is Jake, and as real estate investors, my brother Gerald and I are working to resolve real estate issues in your local area. We're proud sponsors of this great radio station. So if you're looking for an offer or simply like to explore your different choices, then our number to call is 682-317-9330, or you can simply visit us at 911myhouse.com. So Dave, let me get this straight. We're starting a new network-wide show with you teaching the Summa Theologica by St. Thomas Aquinas, and I'm your co-host, and I get free lessons on the Summa live on the radio? There's got to be a catch. No, there's no catch. It's going to be a fun show where we're going to learn a lot about our journey of life focused on our final end. The show is called Back to the Father, and the first show is Friday, January 8th at 2 p.m. Central. I hope everyone joins in to hear me give Sissel weekly quizzes live on the radio. I knew there was a catch. I'm just kidding. St. Francis Village is located on 250 acres on the shore of Lake Benbrook in southwest Fort Worth. You will love to live your retirement here at this secure Catholic community. If you are 62 and independent, call Mike at 817-292-5786. Walk to daily mass and participate in various activities. You can even feed the deer from your patio. Rates include utilities for cottages starting at under $900. Call Mike at 817-292-5786 to get on the wait list and to begin living at St. Francis Village. And welcome back to the Good News Show. It's Monday, December 28th. We are still in the Christmas season. I hope you all had a wonderful um, Christmas holiday and are continuing to celebrate for the next couple of day, few days or so. Uh, it's a very festive time. Um, and uh, we actually have quite a few decorations up around the office. Yes, your sister rice. Her yes. sneaked and put, put all the up, decorations up. up. Yeah, we have a box full of, uh, some of our volunteers know, we have a box full of Christmas Santa hats and antlers that I sometimes ask ask our lovely volunteers for Sherathon to put on to help keep the festive spirit alive and she well she came in with me to work last week um and kind of put them up all over all over the place for festivities and stuff. definitely <laughs> looks Christmassy here. it is very Christmassy and stuff um so now that we're you know in the Christmas season we're coming to the last few days of 2020 which I know a lot of people are very thankful for um and it's 
you know, it's been a rough year, but I also wanted to make sure that we highlight that there were some beautiful things that I'm sure happened throughout the year. For some of you listening, there also may have been some really, really bad, horrible hardships as well. Um, but I thought I'd ask Diane, what are some of like the highlights of this year? Where were some times where you saw that God was working in your life this year? Oh, just to be closer to my like immediate family, you know, spend more time with them with their shutdown and uh, just being able to pray more. Mm. And even though we had a lot of online masses or televised masses, mm. yes. um, that was still a blessing to be able to have that opportunity sure. and not be completely shut off, completely shut off, mm. you know, from the Eucharist. Yeah, absolutely. As much as we complained about having being shut off from a lot of things, um, including obviously not being able to go into church in person for a while, um, we did do have that time. You're right to grow closer to our families when you're kind of stuck living on top of each yeah. other. And and sometimes we get a little too busy in our lives, our day to day lives. Um, I know I certainly am. Um, really bad about saying yes to a lot of things mm-hmm. and not being home, not really focusing on your family because, you know, obviously, yes, we want to go out into the world and do um, spread God's love. You want to do all these things and help others and serve others. But if we're, if we're neglecting our own families, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a really common mistake. Yeah, I definitely also would say that one of my highlights from this year was getting to spend more time with my family. And even though I had a very untraditional end to my college career (laughs) um, with the being going virtual, had a lot of plans that did not work out. Um, I was to an extent it was more relaxing because I probably would have pushed and pushed and pushed. And I had some people who are worried about me for pushing a little too hard. Yeah, people can. I mean, college students especially (laughs) can get extremely stressed out towards the end. Of, you know, oh, absolutely. Their it's senior so year. easy to do. And you just think you're invincible if you just keep pushing and just just wait until you can finally rest. And that's not a healthy thing to do. Don't do it if you're a college student listening. <laughs> Please don't do it. Take a nap. <laughs> um, but, um, I, you know, I also was planning on going on the Camino in this last yes. year. Um, I was going to go away on the spiritual retreat. Um, if you don't know what the Camino is, it's uh, the Camino. Oh, I'm not going to try to say the whole name because I'm going to mess it up. Um, but it is in Spain um, and it is a walking pilgrimage that you there are different trails that you can do that take different amounts of time. I was going to do the um, French way, which starts in southern France, and it was going to walk it takes about 30, 35 days, something like that. So it was going to oh, be wow. a pretty extensive trip. Um, and I was just going to come back. A holier person <laughs> that didn't happen but um, regardless I did see that God was kind of I think I had put it up on a pedestal in my mind mm-hmm. that once I get to the Camino I will focus on my relationship with God then I will focus I will grow more then mm-hmm. I kept putting a lot of things on it because I didn't think I could do it here in my day-to-day life I thought it was too crazy, yeah. you know? Sometimes it starts at home, uh, you know, it where really you are. It really does. And God quite literally said, nope, you are staying here and you're going to, you know, grow with me here, yes. <laughs> which makes sense. Um, so it was, a, it was a blessing in disguise. It really was. And I got to, you know, obviously kind of reconnect with some friends I hadn't spoken to for a while. So it, it, there were definite, definite blessings. And I still was able to graduate. And so that's a blessing in and of itself because there were moments when I'm like, should I just put it off a semester? Oh, wow. Which wouldn't have done me much good because we're mm-hmm. still in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it would not have. Um, so definitely there are many blessings. If you have any blessings from this year that you want to talk about or any good things that happened, you can call us at 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. Um, 
I also wanted to talk about as we are approaching 2021, <laughs> which I know there are lots of things going around. Everyone's like, oh, th- thank goodness we're getting into 2021. <laughs> Everything's going to, you know, change. I don't want to put all of our baskets and uh, all of our eggs in one basket and all of our baskets in one egg. Uh-huh. Um, I guess you could say it that way. <laughs> and um, that it's going to be a completely new year everything's going to be so much better i hope i pray that it will be um but what are some things that we can do maybe to make ourselves better to grow more in our relationship with god to i don't know just become better catholics and so i found a list of new year's resolutions first off diane are you a person who kind of does the New Year's resolutions? Do you think they're cheesy? What do you think about them? Oh, I always have a New Year's resolution every year. But mine started a little earlier. Oh, really? Because I want to be disciplined heading into oh, the new year. that's smart. So I thought instead of waiting on January 1st um, and then, like, failing after two <laughs> or three days, I thought I'm going to start a little early and then keep the momentum going. That is So I started December 21st. Wow. So That um, is brave of you. Yeah, so I, I I just wanted to get a head start. How's it going for you so far? So far, so good. And I, you know, I requested prayers for my intentions, which oh, I received. And so far, I've been doing very well. And I hope the new year, um, I can continue that as well. Mm, absolutely. Um, I am one of those people who more often than not just think that the New Year's resolutions are like, I no, I can't do them. I don't even want to try. I, I kind of go on the philosophy of every day is a new chance to try harder, you know. But I do like the idea of we're also starting. We started the new calendar year for the Catholic Church um, back at the start of Advent. And so yeah. we kind of are in this season of n- renewing and we're going to be heading into Lent before you know it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Where's the time gone? Um, I found this list of 15 Catholic New Year's resolutions. And I'm going to go through these. But if you have one of your own that you're planning on doing if it's like praying the rosary every day reading through the whole bible in the next year please call us at 877-757-9424 or you can go onto our facebook page grndfw and comment um one of your new year's resolution ideas for this upcoming year so i'm going to go through this list and we'll see if we think any of these are manageable and if it gives you some ideas if you're pondering what you want to do in this next year um, so first off is read the Bible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> read scripture daily. Yes, read scripture daily. Have you ever, Diane, I don't know if this is as big in Catholic circles. For those who don't know, I grew up Protestant. Um, was reading the Bible daily a, a big thing for you growing up at all? Well, you know, I started it on my own when I was wow. in junior high. Whoa. I just picked up a, a pocket Bible and I would, before I would pray or start my day, I would read scripture and it really helped me set my day and accomplish my goals. And over the years, I've stopped doing that and I need to get back to that mm. because it makes a huge difference for you to concentrate and meditate on scripture, which really makes helps you reflect mm. on your personal life and mm. your relationship with God. I think you can accomplish a lot more if you just practice that daily habit you know it's mm. really going to help you oh that's beautiful did you follow any sort of guide or did you just pick up a chapter just i just like, picked I'm- up a chapter and i remember when in seventh grade in ccd class we had a competition whoever got the scriptures and the verses right or the chapters and verses right 
would win a candy bar. Well, I ended up winning oh, really? because of my practice ah, of reading that's <laughs> scripture. Great motivation right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so growing up Protestant, we um, uh, by obviously reading a lot of the Bible. Not that Catholics don't, but we do have that kind of, um, what do you call it, that... It's not it, kind of that the, the false assumption, I guess you could say, uh-huh. about that we don't read the Bible. Though we do, every single one of our masses, how many how many scripture verses yes. are in our mass? It's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, but reading the Bible was very very important. So much so that I was homeschooled, and it was part of our curriculum was to read through the Bible um, in a year, basically. And I um, so I've read through the Bible technically three times. Technically, oh, wow. technically. Now, of course, note that I was a preteen and younger <laughs> and I definitely blanked out from time to time, skim read, you know. <laughs> um, so I don't call me a Bible scholar or anything like that. Um, but ever since um, starting college, because I was around the time that I um, became Catholic, I just, you know, busyness got to you and you and that's a terrible excuse because <laughs> mm-hmm. reading scripture is so important. Um, but I just didn't do it as much as often. So I actually asked for my uh, for Christmas to get a new Catholic Bible that was my own. We have a lot of the very, you know, generic ones we had gotten from RCIA. And I kind of wanted one that was my own, that was nice leather bound and had notes in it. And it was kind of more of a study Bible. And my uh, dad got me the Great Adventure Bible. I hope I'm not getting that wrong, but it's Jeff Caven's oh, okay. um, Bible. So he t- teaches you how to read um, in chronological order mm, of the scripture. Wow. So I'm hoping to start that. <laughs> so I think reading, the, reading some of the Bible is a pretty reasonable reasonable new year's resolution maybe if you can try it even if it's just a couple verses every single day yeah choose a a book that you want to read through read through the psalms psalms are beautiful um and it's really amazing when you do read the bible every day i think diane you kind of pointed this out is that you sometimes you didn't realize it but you needed that verse at that yes. time or it applies so perfectly for uh-huh. your life and you're thinking i just opened this book and there's thousands of words and i happen to hear the ones that God He's knew I needed. directly to you. Exactly, exactly. It's a great way to talk with God. Another uh, New Year's resolution is get to know the saints. Oh, I, that that is so powerful. <laughs> there are so many saints, mm-hmm. and every day, I honestly, I hear about a new one, and I learn um, about a new amazing saint. Um, we have so many years of saints, saints that we don't even know about, you know, Um and so there are a lot of different ways you can do that. I think I have an app called Saint of the Day. I think it's by Franciscan University. Uh, University um, that you can get that'll tell you a little bit about a saint. And it's really great because it kind of piques your interest and then you can read more. And I do need to get better about that because, again, I'm still considered a um, baby Catholic, at least in my mind. So I have a lot of catching up on the saints. <laughs> yeah, saints are very important. They really help us you know, in areas and we are weak mm. and they've been through the struggles we've been through. So they know. Absolutely. And then to have their intercession to intercede on our behalf is very powerful. It's a great part of our faith. And I think, you know, if you use it, your spiritual life will become stronger. Absolutely. Another one is sign up for a holy hour. Um, those are, I feel like a lot of these things are things that I say I'm going to do and then never actually get around to. Mm-hmm. I do a holy hour at least every a couple times a month at least. Um, but <laughs> I would love to do it more frequently than that. Of course, this year has been a little bit rough. With yes, COVID. it has. I love adoration and mm. just um, being in the presence of Christ. Mm. I mean, he is present there and you can literally feel it. So I, I want to do that too. I just want to get stronger in my faith and be closer to God. Mm, absolutely. And you know what? One of the best ways to get closer uh, to God is a committing to daily prayer, which is something uh, 
you know, I'm hoping that if we are practicing Catholics, I know we, it's a struggle sometimes, some days that you don't get that prayer in that you're supposed to, that, that time where you've committed to God at least five minutes a day. Um, but this particular list of New Year's resolution ideas says commit to daily silent prayer. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> that one's hard. Because there's so much noise in our there society. There is, and it's, sometimes it's even hard in your own home to find a place for silent prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's incredible, but that's a really good challenge, I think. And with uh, social media and everything, absolutely, it can be Oh, yeah, your phone goes off, and you're like, oh, oh, what's that? Oh, wait, what was I doing? (laughs) Another one is cling to the uh, sacraments. Make a concrete resolution to live a more sacramental life. Um, Up your confession game. Go more frequently. My goal has always been to go once a month. Sometimes that's more. It tends to be more every six weeks and or sometimes longer. So that's a good one. Go on a retreat. Again, this is hard with scheduling, but, you know, uh, hopefully as things open up more, there are a lot of options for like a half-day retreat. Uh, a day retreat over the weekend or just a two-day retreat over the weekend. So there are options for us all to do. I think somewhere I read that it's, it's advised that every Catholic goes on a retreat at least once a year. Yeah, to refresh your spiritual life. You, re- you have to. Also, you're going to hang on to it. Um, join a group, uh, either a Bible study or a faith-sharing group. So that's a great option, too, uh, especially right now when we're in need of community. That would be a good one. Do a daily examine. I love this one. Oh, wow. I try to do it. I do not do it every day. I will be honest right now. Do a daily examine um, at the end of the day before you go to bed. Just review um, where you failed, where you were successful. I'm talking about living in your spiritual life, where you could have done better, obviously, where Mm -hmm. you, you think you were thankful you did something well. And then ask God for help in those ways and ask him to help you do better the next day. And it's it's kind of incredible how you, you, if you were sit and reflect on your day, we don't do it very often. It's amazing what you discover about patterns of your life, and it really can help you um, grow stronger in your faith and grow more, um, you have more of a longing to fight with some of those daily things that you might struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple, last couple of ones are learn to love the Blessed Mother. So praying the rosary daily. Oh, yes. That's a very important one. Uh-huh. Um, start fasting. Oh, yes. <laughs> Another I, and I, that's part of my New Year's resolution oh, really? is uh, uh, fasting um, every, you know, a, a week, maybe once a week or, mm. you know, every couple of weeks. And so, yeah. you know, fast is, fasting is it's a struggle, but yes. it's really, yes. really, really could be good for you spiritually. Make a pilgrimage. That can be something as simple as going to a different parish, um, make, making it a prayerful um, thing. Change what you listen to. If you're listening to Catholic Radio, keep it on. <laughs> and um, the last one is forgive. Forgiveness is a choice, not a feeling. So that's a really beautiful one. If some of these inspired you, I hope so. Make your plans for your uh, New Year's resolution. Let's keep it very spiritual and godly in this next year in 2021. We'll see you next year. God bless. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church in Plano has teamed up with Catholic Charities Dallas Mobile Food Bank to offer food for those in need. Items being distributed include perishable food items from the North Texas Food Bank, such as fruit, 
vegetables, and other food items. The next visit is on Saturday, January 16th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the Smith Pastoral Center parking lot at the parish. Food recipients will remain in their cars and their food will be placed in their trunks. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child and wondering what Santa would bring? In many developing countries like Haiti, most children don't make Christmas lists and they don't expect Christmas gifts. Often, every penny their parents earn must go to their basic needs like food, shelter, and water. Now picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift. You can spark that magical moment by sending them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Don't give each other things this Christmas. Give each other the gift of great communication, a deep love, and a marriage filled with God by participating in a worldwide marriage encounter weekend. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the ministry is offering virtual experiences so couples can benefit from a worldwide marriage encounter weekend rather than in person as usual. For dates for virtual worldwide marriage encounter weekends, visit dfwme.org. Hello, my name is Bob Parra, owner of Par Car Care. We're proud sponsors of KATH 910AM. Par Car Care is devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the U.S. area, 817-685-2222. And for the Northwestern Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at www.parcarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. 